Hi, this is William Simmons, and you are listening to Al's Senior Moments, a podcast uh, focusing on senior adult and retirement age issues. Uh, In today's episode, uh, I'm going to be speaking about Medicare, which is certainly a uh, senior adult issue. And most specifically, I'm going to talk about the marketing of Medicare and how it affects individuals who are transitioning to Medicare. I love what I do as a Medicare insurance specialist. And the reason I'm doing this today is because my guest was not able to participate. So we had to reschedule. And when that happens, you're going to get me talking about a topic. And today I am talking about the marketing of Medicare. I love working in Medicare. I love educating people about Medicare helping them select uh, Medicare insurance plans that uh, meet their needs and you know, fit what they want uh, to achieve. But unfortunately, I, I love that, but I hate, and I, I really have a lot of frustration with how Medicare is marketed. Because when an individual turns 65, that individual is you might as well just put a bullseye on the top of your house or on your mailbox or on your phone because you're going to be targeted uh, for Medicare insurance. And it's going, that targeting is going to show up in many ways. One, the amount of mail that you receive. Two, potentially the number of phone calls. Three, um, the targeting from emails. And if you've ever turned on your TV lately, you're probably going to see about 500 commercials on Medicare. Because apparently that's about all we're showing anymore are Medicare commercials. And it is, it's absurd the amount of commercials that are on there. Every time I go into someone's home, if they have the TV on, I bet I see at least 10 or more commercials about Medicare insurance, usually with a well-paid spokesperson who probably knows nothing about Medicare, uh, encouraging you to call a 1-800 number. So you get a, you're calling uh, some type of call center, and I'm sure they have licensed agents there to, to help people get extra benefits. And uh, in many cases, I think those commercials end up confusing more people because I know I get calls from my customers who are already getting the majority and the maximum amount of benefits they're eligible for, but they still want to know whether they qualify for something different. Uh, I frankly wish they would ban those commercials. Now, I know it's marketing. I know it's a business. And frankly, that's why individuals are targeted, because Medicare is a business. It is a healthcare system, um, but... Companies do make profits off these different products. And it is a business, and with the number of people estimated to retiring uh, and transitioning to Medicare or becoming 65, what is they estimate that 10,000 people a day turn 65? So as you can imagine, that's about 3.65 million people per year that become eligible for Medicare. Not everyone transitions to Medicare when they turn 65, Uh, But 3.65 million people become eligible for Medicare. 
And more and more people, I know with COVID, we have more people retiring and transitioning to Medicare, which has caused a slowdown in the processing of Medicare applications through the Social Security Administration. And it's in now most Social Security offices, local offices, or at least in North Alabama, are not um, scheduling face-to-face appointments, so everything's being done over the phone or online or through the mail, which tends to slow things down. Um, And so I'm going to talk about the marketing of Medicare. And, And really, Medicare itself is stressful for most people. I mean, because... It's something new that people have not dealt with before. And when you have a situation that people have not dealt with before, um, they tend it tends to cause more anxiety when you're trying to make a decision. And I've worked with literally thousands of individuals who are making the transition to Medicare or becoming eligible for Medicare. And uh, 99.99% of those individuals have questions, confusion, uncertainty, or fear slash anxiety about making the right choices and not being penalized. And part of the marketing that I see is that you get mail, people are getting mail, they're getting phone calls, and uh, whoever is sending the mail or making the phone calls is encouraging people to sign up before they get penalized. And uh, people don't understand the rules about being penalized or not penalized. And people, when I see them, that is one of the big concerns they have. But that's a marketing ploy. Now, there is truth. There are potential penalties for not signing up for Medicare at the appropriate time. That is not, you know, untrue. But not everyone needs to sign up uh, when they turn 65. And so a lot of times people will come in who are covered through an employer plan are so afraid they don't want to get penalized. And that's all they've been hearing is you have to sign up when you're 65 or you're going to be penalized. And that's not always true. And speaking with a local agent who understands Medicare and can give someone good advice helps people avoid those mistakes. And I, I certainly encourage anyone who is transitioning to Medicare um, to speak with a local agent, preferably a broker, meaning an agent who represents different companies, and not you know, someone who's on a 1-800 number who doesn't understand the local market and the local plans and how they function, but a local agent. And I admit I have a vested interest in that. As a local agent, I have a vested interest in people working with me and not calling a 1-800 number. Now, I think I give a lot better coverage and a lot better support than someone sitting in a call center or someone sitting in a home office and three states away because I understand the local market and I understand Medicare very well. I've been working in this field for going on eight years now. And I, as a broker, I represent a lot of the different plans, or pretty much all of the large companies. And that's an advantage that I have over other people. But I encourage you, I care whether you work with you know, myself or 
someone else, I encourage you to work with a local agent because we will understand how the plans are received, whether they're Medicare Advantage plans or Medicare supplements, and have a much better feel for that than someone who's just looking up information on a computer screen, you know, two or three or five or ten states away. But that's another point. Maybe I'll get off my soapbox on that. <laughs> um, but I want to continue this conversation about marketing. And I, as I said, there's a lot of pressure because so much of the information says you're going to be penalized and people come into my office and they're concerned about that. And, and knowing the rules, you know, sitting down with someone that you can talk to and who can explain the rules about the penalties uh, really provides a lot of relief to individuals. Now, uh, the marketing is intense. I mean, it is intense. There are, I talk to people whose kitchen tables are full of Medicare mail every day. They're getting, you know, several pieces of mail about Medicare um, products, Medicare supplements, Medicare drug plans, Medicare Advantage plans. And then they'll get a lot of phone calls. Um, from people, from local people, from people all over the country. Uh, everybody seems to have a turning 65 list of the people that uh, are becoming eligible for Medicare. And uh, if you're on that list, uh, you're going to be targeted either through mail or phone calls. So you have the mail, you have the phone calls, and... Uh, Heaven forbid you go out there and try to request an online quote, and I thoroughly advise you not to do that because that is just a lead generation system. If you want someone to be ringing your phone off the hook or uh, sending you mail, go online and request a quote because they're going to ask you for your personal information, and I will guarantee you that somewhere on that form that you fill out your name and information and press submit, there's going to be some permission to contact you. So wherever you sent that information to out there in the, the wild blue yonder of the internet, someone is taking that information and they are either giving it to agents or selling it to agents. And that is just not where you want to be. You want to reduce your stress. Don't go online. Because I'll, I'll tell you, you're going to get enough information in your mailbox that will give you ideas about what the cost of Medicare supplements are, what Medicare Advantage plans are available, uh, and what the cost of those are, different drug plans. You do not need to go online and do quotes. And if you work with a local agent, that person is going to be able to help you identify, to quote you on Medicare supplements, to quote you on drug plans, etc. Now, I'm going to tell you what I recommend for people that are turning 65. And it's in my book, um, Medicare Stress Relief that is being in, kind of being republished right now. I've rewritten it and uh, I've renamed it to Medicare Stress Relief. It'll come out probably mid-March. But the first thing I recommend to individuals who are turning 65 is to get on the Do Not Call Register. Now, I know some people say, well, I'm already on that and I still get calls. And I understand that. 
However, uh, you have to look at it from this point. One, the ethical insurance companies or, or agencies, if they receive a phone number for someone 65, they are supposed to take that number and scrub it up against the do not call registry. And if, they, if, it, if it gets a hit on that registry, they are not supposed to contact you by phone. Now, is that going to stop everybody from contacting you? Probably not. And so there are two different ways I guess individuals can handle these calls. One, you can not answer the calls and then check your voicemail and see who it's from. Or two, you can answer the call and once you talk to the person, you can let them know that you're on the do not call registry. Please do not call you. Uh, I'm going to suggest that if you do answer the phone, get some information. Ask the person if they're a local agent. Ask the person what companies they represent. If they're a local agent, take their name and number down. Uh, you may want to call them back at some point. Uh, but get some information. Then once you're through, when you're decided you don't want to talk to that person anymore, tell them you're on the do not call registry and please do not call you back. Now, if they call you back, you know that's a red flag because if they call you back knowing you're on the do not call registry, then there are some ethical issues. That's not a person you want to be working with. So you can block their number going forward, but don't, if you tell an agent you're on the do not call registry, do not call you back, and they do, you need to cut ties with that agent, agency, whoever it is that does that. So you've got you know, one approach of not answering the phone, two, answering the phone, and just collecting some information you might need. And like I say, if it's a local person, write their name down, the companies they represent, because you may want to call them back at some point. If you enjoyed the conversation, they were pleasant, seemed knowledgeable, you might want to call them back. If they just seem like they're just trying to push you to do something, you know, probably avoid that person in the future. So that's, that's one option, and that's one way to kind of manage this transition that I recommend to everyone. And, and I'm a, an agent, um, and I recommend that everyone get on the Do Not Call Registry. I'd, I'm on that myself. Uh, the second thing to do is you need to manage all of the mail that's coming to you because you're going to be getting multiple pieces of mail. And so what I recommend is that you take four manila folders and you label each folder. Label one folder, Medicare supplements. Label two folders. Label folder number two, prescription drug plans. Uh, label folder number three, Medicare Advantage plans. And folder number four, business reply mail. And now here's how you determine what you put in each folder. If a document has Medicare supplement or Medigap plans on it, and it has something like Plan F or Plan G or Plan N, that's going to go in the Medicare supplement folder because Medicare supplements are identified by plans. Now, Medicare supplements are the same thing as a Medigap plan. It's synonymous. So it's two words for the same thing. They're both Medicare supplements. 
Um, and so that just be aware of that. Um, the second folder, prescription drug plans. Prescription drug plans are identified as Part D. So if you see something that says Part D on it, you will put that in the second folder. And then the third folder, the Medicare Advantage plan, um, it's either going to have the term Medicare Advantage plan or Part C because Medicare Advantage plans are identified as Part C of Medicare. And once you receive that, if you see it, put that in the folder number three. Now, business reply mail is going to be a little different. Business reply mail is going to be some type of mail that attempts to get you to respond by calling a 1-800 number or filling out you know, one side of the card and mailing it back to a particular address. Or it could just be uh, a local agent advertising a class a Medicare class, something like that. Uh, take that and put it in to envelope four. Now, as you start these folders, and you can identify the duplicates as they come in, because most likely, you know, the larger companies, they're going to send you more than one piece of mail about the same thing. And instead of keeping, you know, five duplicates, once you realize you've got that certain piece of mail, in your folder, just throw everything away. You don't want to end up with a stack of letters and um, different items on your kitchen table. But that's really how I recommend that you start managing the mail. Now, the fourth folder of the business reply mail, that's a great way to identify local agents. Because um, they're going to have... You know, they are going to have a phone number on there, most likely, or, you know, local address. And, you know, make a, a note of those individuals. Uh, when you're looking at local agents, I do recommend the brokers, the agents who represent multiple companies, and not just one company. Um, but just keep that in mind. That's a way to identify local agents. And I'll tell you, it's probably harder to identify local agents because we are we don't have the financial resources to spend a million dollars advertising. Um, we have probably very limited budgets to advertise our services. And most of the time, we get our referrals and things like that from our current clients. And local agents have a very vested interest in serving you uh, and helping you make the right decisions because obviously we want to continue to get referrals and if we do a good job that will happen but if we are you know do not do a good job we're not going to get referrals so we have a little more vested interest than someone you know that's you're talking with in a different state or that's just part of a call center uh, we work with you locally. We, most of us really enjoy this business and this industry, and we want to continue working in it and continue helping more people. So those are, you know, the first two steps. One is getting on the Do Not Call registry. The other is creating a set of folders um, to handle all the mail that you receive.
And today I think I'm going to wrap up uh, at this point because next time uh, I have a guest who can't make it, uh, we'll share more about that. Now, there is one other item I want to talk about, and I mentioned this earlier, and that's online quoting. I encourage, if you're turning 65, want to get information about quotes on Medicare, I really strongly encourage you to resist going online and asking for quotes. Because either you're going to either, first of all, the only people that are doing that are um, either marketing agencies, uh, large agencies, or they are lead generation companies. And so either way, you're going to be targeted with more phone calls, uh, more potential mail, so I just encourage you to not, because I th think you will get enough information through the mail that you uh, can identify what premiums are and the different plan options. And uh, there is a section in my book that I talk about how to find different plans in your area. That's further on in the book. But just remember that. The first three steps, and I'm getting a phone call, um, the first three steps... Uh, to sign up for the Do Not Call Registry. The second one is create a filing system with four manila folders. And the third step, I encourage people, it's kind of the non-action, to avoid online quoting. Well, that's all I'm going to share today because there are much more in my book I want to share, but we'll save that for another time when another guest can't make it. I want to thank you for listening today. This is William Simmons with Al's Senior Moments. And today has been focusing on the marketing of Medicare and actions that I recommend people take when they're becoming Medicare eligible. Thank you for listening. And just remember, the show is sponsored by Medicare Strategies. When you need local Medicare insurance expertise, call Medicare Strategies at 256-425-8614. Thank you and have a great day.